This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries. We're your hosts, I'm Grace. And I'm Alexis. And we are back with another episode of Jabberjaw, the show. (sighs) about a great white shark and some teenagers who live under the sea with him not mermaids normal humans in mm-hmm. the year 2076 who play in a band solve crimes okay. get into shenanigans super villains mm-hmm. yeah fight super villains yeah maybe our super villains maybe our aliens we maybe, don't know maybe our aliens we're, super yeah. aliens we're uncovering uh, them a lot as of speculation mm-hmm. oh yes and more i I assume will come throughout this arc. Um, and today, Alexis is telling us uh, another episode of this truly incomprehensible show. <laughs> it is truly incomprehensible. Uh, that's that a, that's a good word to, for it. Yes, and love. So I'm going to pass yes, it to we you. Do love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> all right. Now we're, now we're warmed up. Everyone's warmed up for what we're about to get into today because, Are we? like you said, yeah, uh, no, we're not because yes, Are we ever it's incomprehensible. Ready for this show? You can never truly be ready to <laughs> decipher something like this. Yes. So, I guess we'll go ahead. Oh, we'll just we'll jump right in. <laughs> this guess. is episode four. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Are you guys ready? I, I mean, that's what we're I'm here ready. to do. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so this is episode four. It's called "Run Jabber Run." Okay. And it really plays off of something that we actually are getting ready to experience in only a few months, or I guess like what, five, six months from now, something global, something that happens every four years, every four summers, we get to watch the Summer Olympics. Oh, oh, so, no. yes. I, know. I was excited AKA, for us as humans for a second and then remembered you were bringing this, this into Jabberjaw. <laughs> So, aka Jabberjaw goes to the 2076 underwater <laughs> Summer Olympic Games being held in. Gotta laugh and give it to the writers for this one, Australia. Which <laughs> <laughs> is funny because we were just talking about Australia. Do they before. say it with an Australian accent every time they say it? They have to, kind of. Hell yeah. it's Australia. Right, otherwise it's um, Oyster. Australia. Oyster Australia. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. 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 No, That's yeah, actually a great Australia. way to practice your Australian accent. Australia. It is. Yeah. Wow. So it actually sounds more Australian saying it that way than. Yeah, okay. And so at first I couldn't really tell what they were saying. I was like, huh? What? Oh, oh yeah. Australia. Good. Good great. job, writers. That was clever. So, yes. Anyway, before we see the Neptunes and Jabberjaw in Australia, we are introduced to our baddies today. We've got actually like just again, straight up super villains that these kids randomly wind up fighting all the time. <laughs> these aren't everyday criminals. They're not bank robbers. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. jewel thieves. They're straight up like super villains who are seeking world domination. And yep. today's villains are no less. We've got Dr. Chemo. Oh. Uh, again, a name that I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Did I hear that right? 
That okay. sounds like actually a hero. It, actually, you're right. It does. Yeah. But okay. 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 Are we supposed to like Dr. Kimo or do we hate <laughs> right. Dr. Kimo? I don't know. It's just weird. And, and also, I mean, is it spelled that way? Because I typed it out as C-H-E-M-O, but right. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? So anyway, this guy, he literally looks like... um. I don't know if you ever read a series of unfortunate events, but he looks like Count Olaf. Oh my God. <laughs> With like the hair sticking up on the side. Like the bald on top and like super skinny. bald in the middle. Yeah, like long jaw, long, big nose. Okay. So he is kind of like the brains behind this operation, right? He's this, he's obviously a doctor and he's yeah. like a scientist. He's building and finishing the final touches on what he considers like the Adonis of cyborgs and robots who they don't really give a name in this episode so we're just gonna call him robot man um (laughs) because for other reasons there are other things I can't call him for reasons later in the episode we'll get to that when we get to that okay I trust you Thank you. So Dr. Kimo, he's finishing Robot Man, and he's telling his companion, Dr. Kimo's companion, Maximus, that he wants to do a demonstration of Robot Man to show how he is the strongest man essentially in the world and how he's fully capable of winning the upcoming 2076 underwater Summer Olympic Games in Oyster I already have a question. Go ahead. Please ask it. There's going to be many more. I already know. (laughs) We've asked probably every episode, like the ultimate goal of every villain is to take over this Mm -hmm. undersea civilization, right? Is that also his goal? Yes, ultimately it is. The Olympics, this whole Olympic plot is Uh just kind of like step B or maybe D in like a 12 step plan. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Great. So we'll okay, we'll that's see. It. Yeah. There is more to this plot. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So before we go on though, let me let me describe Maximus as well, too, because this is another just ridiculous looking character. Uh he kind of looks like an ancient, like, I don't know, Greek philosopher. Like he's wearing a purple toga. <laughs> And it's like a little portly and uh, he's bald on the top. It has like white hair on the sides. It's like <laughs> swooping up. I don't it's know. Incredible. It's I weird. Mean... But he also has like a Mediterranean, like thick accent, like maybe Greek or something like that. Right, I don't know. which it's I guess weird. would he's make sense. Super evil. Yeah, he's Olympics. super evil. And he's the leader of this criminal organization. And yes, exactly. The Olympics. Yep. I guess. Greece. I don't know where they got his... <laughs> Is Kimo a Greek emperor, a Roman emperor from long ago? To my knowledge, no, but you know, maybe these writers know something we don't. They, they probably They're certainly do. doing something we don't understand. So this is true. This uh-huh. is true. And there's gotta be I want to believe that there's a reason behind it, right? Mm, good for you. Give me give me hope. I'm being naive. The show is I making me feel like you. a naive little child. Thank you. So Anyways, before this demonstration starts, Maximus says that, yes, Dr. Kimo, this robot does need to be the strongest robot ever, pretty much, 
because the robot needs to win a particular competition in the Summer Olympic Games so that he will then be able to deliver a top secret, highly sensitive microfilm to the corrupt Mr. Z, who essentially is this criminal underlord who moonlights as a metal distributor at the Olympics. Because... <laughs> Mr. Mm. Z will know who to get the microfilm from because they will be the winner of the specific mm. competition in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it cannot fail, right? <laughs> um, this cannot fail. Genius. Have you, have you ever seen the documentary Icarus about no. the Russian Olympic doping scandal? <laughs> no. Um, but I need to watch it uh, the TLDR real quick is that this documentary filmmaker who's super into cycling was like oh after Lance Armstrong like I want to figure out like what cycling in like the doping world and cycling like what that overlap is and so he Mm -hmm. needs to find a doctor to like help him dope basically and no one in the US will do it and so he finds like this like leader of like the Russian Olympic Committee who is like Hey, can you get me out of the country? Um, we've been doping all of our Olympians for a really long time, and I'll tell you everything about it if you help me escape oh. Russia. And it's fucking oh. wild. But like the like intricacies of it that they break down and like how they are able to get away with it is like as stupidly complicated as the plot you just told me is. <laughs> <laughs> of like and- pee in a cup. Put it in a refrigerator, but behind the refrigerator is another refrigerator. And like, then you switch them in the refrigerator and then you close the fake refrigerator. And like that level of like, when you say it out loud, it sounds so stupid, but it works. It does. So like that, I was going to say that's, well, I don't, I don't want to give away. Icarus (laughs) sounds great. I don't want to give away the plot to this yeah, thrilling, don't, don't. equally but I'm just as saying. thrilling episode. No, me as giving away the plot of this thrilling episode of Jabberjaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly I'm just like the plan sounds stupid, but there's been stupid plans in the Olympics that have worked. So that have worked. This is true. So I'm this not discounting true. this plant this plot yet, is what I'm saying. Got you. Okay. All right. Fair. Good. I believe in good it. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> love that journey for you yes uh but we'll see well you know we'll see maybe some of it works maybe some of it doesn't anyways so mac or not max but sorry dr chemo he runs this demonstration where essentially this robot dude who again it's just a robot that looks like a dude but he's wearing like a blue um the same suits that like everyone else wears oh yeah so like while Maximus and Dr. Kimo are wearing like cloaks and togas, this robot dude's wearing just like a regular kind of outfit. He's got to blend in. Anyways, he, he, this is true. This is true. Except for he does have metal skin, which is like obvious. He's like silver. <laughs> oh, when he's <laughs> but like, like he's but he's wearing just regular clothes. Oh, so he's like just a full on metal like square robot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm trying to he like there are a lot of Marvel and like DC characters I can like comic book characters I can think of, but I'm trying to think of someone who like I don't know. I mean, like he honestly, I guess like yeah, he looks like Iron Man, but like straight up silver. Like like, I'm sure you can imagine a picture of Iron Man. Yeah, but he's just like all silver. But like he kind of they like I think they made like the top of his head black to look like he had hair, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) All right, great. But it's like not important. No, it's like, but he, like you said, he's supposed to fit in, but like they almost mm. got there. Almost, it's like 
it's like Maximus and Dr. Chemo aren't from Earth or something. So they're like, yeah, this is what Earthlings look like, right? Sure, oh, probably. Put clothes yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, done. Anyways, so Dr. Chemo, he runs this demonstration where essentially this robot man is just like lifting a very like, like a thousand pounds or something. And they're like, all right, perfect. He's going to win. We're set. Right. He, and they like all sweet. load up in the car and leave the lab. Okay. And so as they're driving there or driving out away from the lab, I guess they're taking uh, this robot man to his hotel room or something at the Olympic Village where they're oh, like, cool. they put him up. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost cool. like they're a team, you know, like they're the coaches and he's the athlete. Oh, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we, we got to get there in time. Get Let's go. We've been training. Cool. And so in the car, Maximus is explaining that the microfilm, it contains and identify, it contains the names of and identifies all of the agents in their worldwide criminal organization. And he asks okay. Robot Man to repeat and confirm his mission. And so this is when this is when we get a few more steps of the plan. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we'll get your judgment again. We'll get your judgment again afterwards. Okay. Okay. So, so Robot Man says that first he will enter in the underwater obstacle race. Second, he will right. win. He must and will win the race. And Maximus is like, yes, no other human is physically capable of beating you. So this is true. You will win. Okay. And then he says, third, I will then be able to make contact with Mr. Z because he'll know that I am the agent since I won the race. Mm, and not because you're a robot? Says, not because you're... <laughs> okay, cool. What a fantasy. Short pin in that. And so then he says, lastly, he will then deliver the microfilm to Mr. Z and only Mr. Z, no one else. Okay. And at this point, this is where I said exactly what you just said, Grace. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking robot. Like, I, I don't think you need to win the race for him to be able to spot you. And also, like, why did you have to do this at the Olympics? I, I, I think Mr. Z legitimately events. does work. Put a pin in that, too, <laughs> by the way. But like, I feel like Mr. Z actually does is like his nine to five work for the Olympics or something. And he's like, yeah, man, I couldn't get off work. This is the only time I can. This is the only time I can get you through. We can get make this exchange for the micro. Is when the entire world is watching. Exactly. And he's like, and you know, after work, this, I gotta go pick up my kids. That I imagine, can't come to the school to do that. Yeah, at, at this event that I imagine has a lot of security as well. Yeah. Like, maybe. So, okay. meanwhile, Jabberjaw, though, I'm gonna gonna go back to our, our heroes them. here. Yes, <laughs> the stars of the show, after all. Mm -hmm. So, Jabberjaw and the Neptunes, they are making their way towards you guessed it. Oysteralia, the host underwater nation of the Summer Olympics. Uh -huh. And as it turns out, actually, thumbs up for Biff, he has booked the group a show at the Olympic Village, I guess, oh. like the night before the games begin or like after the opening ceremony. Yeah, or something, so I was going like to say, the not the opening ceremony, the after party <laughs> of the opening ceremony. I think so, which I mean, right. it's still kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So the the four humans, they actually get off of this like sea bus or whatever the hell they take to get from city to city. And they go to get Jabberjaw from luggage because they had to actually put him. Oh, <laughs> this 15 foot 
no respect no respect at all and it's funny because in the very first episode we talked about how Jabberjaw is essentially like ooze and can like morph (laughs) into Uh different shapes or whatever and kind of like fit into different containers um in this instance they literally just put him in a suitcase that is like the size of him okay it like has a handle on it but it's the size of him except there's a hole in it for his head and for his uh his tail fin just his torso is so just his sort of like his body but i mean that's still like what like 12 feet of shark (laughs) (laughs) it's like in a suitcase have you seen the memes where it's like the new york subway and dogs aren't allowed unless they're in a bag and so people cut like ikea bags and the dogs are like a full ass like over adventure (laughs) but like just hanging out of a huge bag that's what they did they were the ogs of that (laughs) but also isn't part of putting him in luggage and in a suitcase to like hide him so like oh. the fact that his head and tail is like hanging out, <laughs> and like not hidden at all. The people loading the luggage are like, "Why is this four thousand pounds?" <laughs> but like How are they, loading they it? see like the tail like flapping and stuff, and then they turn it around, and it's a fucking shark. <laughs> Who's pissed off at being in this small ass <laughs> suitcase? small for him yeah um wow, yeah choice. no and he like still would be fully capable of eating something because like oh, his head yes. is out so he's yeah, like very dangerous snacks always yeah so anyways um yeah they didn't pack snacks for him because the people loading the bus were the snacks <laughs> that's why they didn't have to hide it because they were like see what happens you want to make us hide this shark i don't think so and the bag so. it was like, okay, Go ahead. sorry. Try it. Go <laughs> ahead. See what happens. So, anyways, so yes, they get Jabberjaw from luggage or from, yeah, you know, under the, under the sea bus. Uh-huh. He's obviously pissed. He's like, man, yeah. hopefully in the future we have enough money to be able to buy me a seat, actually, you know, in coach or whatever. Uh-huh. Again, alluding that they're short on cash. Always. Things were getting tough. They're desperate. This is this gig has got to go well. Everything's got to go right. Uh-huh. So they grab their rental car or rental sea car, aqua car, whatever the hell they call mm-hmm. them in the show. And then they make their way towards their hotel in the Olympic Village. And once they get there, they get out of the car and they're all asking around like, wait, so which one of us brought the reservations with us? Like... I think Biff asks Shelly and Shelly asks um Bubbles, which should have never it's done not that. Her. <laughs> and and Bubble, yeah, we know. Cause she's like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I gave him Jabberjaw. And Jabberjaw's like, oh, I don't have him either because I lost them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this was an actual chain admits. of command. Yeah. Yes. At least he admits and we now know. <laughs> Someone okay, did great. fuck up. AKA he fucked up. So then Shelly bullies him into going into town and asking someone for help with either getting like a duplicate reservation or finding out how to get into the hotel at least. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, this seems like a bad idea on all fronts. Because here's the thing about Jabberjaw. He's a great white shark (laughs) living in a shark. (laughs) May we remind you. A 15-foot one, no less. Great white shark. 
I, I cannot stress this enough throughout <laughs> these episodes. A great white shark living in a shark phobic world. <laughs> and of course, the very first person that he runs into and asks for help on the random streets outside of this Olympic village is just some poor old lady who's like trying to cross the street. She like is like making her way and then try, trying to cross the street. And he stops her. To, like, to be fair to him, he is kind. He gently taps on her shoulder and just asks, <laughs> like, you know, like kind of soft boy, like, ma'am, do, do you know who can help with, you know, reservations what to the Olympic is. village? Exactly. He knows. So he's like, I gotta, I gotta be as kind and polite as possible. It doesn't fucking matter. He's a great white shark. He's massive. <laughs> She's a little old lady. She immediately screams and freaks the fuck out and mm -hmm. screams, like runs up to security because obviously they've got security all over the place it's the olympics mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god yes like he calls a robot over the what do they call them? like shark ejector or security yeah. ro or uh, robots sorry a robot over and um like yeah that chases jabberjaw out of the fucking <laughs> village or like out of the city <laughs> Yep. So I was like, why would you ever, why would you send the giant great white shark to do something in this like highly secure yeah. place that is always anti-shark in every city? Yes. Exactly. So as soon as, but let me say this though, before Jabber is thrown out, he has a bit of a collision, we'll say, as soon as he turns uh -oh. around and starts to run away from the security guard and the uh, robot who's chasing after him, he like makes a sharp turn around the corner and happens to run directly into Robot Man, for okay. lack of a better name, who had just been kindly dropped off by Dr. Kimo and Maximus and was told to go check into the hotel as well. Uh-huh. So... Not only does this collision cause cause Robot Man's face to like pop off his metal ah! face because he's a fucking robot. I think it, it wasn't too causes... realistic. No, oh god, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> but it also causes the microfilm to like fall out of his pocket storage compartment, I guess, whatever, and like onto okay. the sidewalk. Well, incredibly insecure. <laughs> yeah like they did not put it in any sort of like real compartment at right, all. like They're secret just like, compartment hold this, go yeah, and yeah I mean, pocket and clearly he's made pretty like janky like dr kimo <laughs> maybe isn't living up to the hype of like being a good scientist here uh -huh. or like a good engineer but like anyway so jabberjaw sees this you know he's like oh my god your face just fell off what the hell <laughs> and like all these circuits and everything behind him, uh -huh. like behind his skin quote unquote Ew. but the robot man i think is kind of maybe like embarrassed <laughs> by this because oh. he just like pops the face back on gets up and kind of like runs away <laughs> oh but jabber jabber has the microfilm he sees it and picks it up mm. he's like hey dude like you tried to drop or you drop this he tries to get the robot man to come back to give it to him because like he doesn't know this guy is like rolling with evil villains at this uh -huh. point he just Thinks he Being accidentally nice. embarrassed this kind, yeah, this kind robot who he uh -huh. happened to knock the face off Smash of, literally, <laughs> yeah, while walking down the street. But right before the robot man like can get back to Jabber, because he turns around like, "Oh shit, you're right. Thank you, my microphone. The one, my but, one job. <laughs> oops, uh, should have checked for that." But before he can get back to Jabber. The damn shark ejector robot, the security robot, uh, scoops him up, tosses him out of the freaking Olympic Village, and like 
just on the street and then goes back in. And the Neptunes see this. The rest of the gang sees this. And so they run out behind him to go help Jabber. But hilariously, Shelly, before asking if he's okay and like, oh my God, what happened? She's like, did you get the reservation duplicates? (laughs) I need to to check into our hotel room. I need to put my tambourine into (laughs) a shaded area. It's getting too hot out here. Yeah. Um, also, it's funny that, like, I understand that the writers were doing this in 1976, but obviously they had a lot of forward thinking. Um, I have never printed out a hotel reservation. I show up and I say, here's my name and here's my credit card. Find me. And they go, great, we have it on our computer. Great, here you are. Nice. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think, even, like, back in the day, because hmm. remember yeah, like, when we used to print out like map quest directions right exactly which is why i was like maybe ever... that's why i said i know my parents maybe i don't know yeah no because they had their own internal yeah true true that's yeah i guess i'm trying to think like for my parents like did they yeah did they like when we were kids I paying i wasn't fucking paying attention yeah, to i was sprinting around those hotels hell? and being a menace yeah literally i was like risking us getting kicked out of the hotel <laughs> when they were getting us checked in just like um, job. <laughs> exactly (laughs) yeah they couldn't even get checked in um yeah that's a good point though they were forward thinking i don't really know what they say yeah i guess they they call them like duplicates or like did anyone bring duplicates of the reservations or like jabberjaw go find a duplicate so yeah maybe they do mean duplicate prints i don't know who knows maybe maybe like scans you or something like duplicate chip my reservation chip i don't know yeah um So, yeah, Jabberjaw, though, uh, after the gang catches back up with him, and Shelly is obviously rude to him, he shows the gang the microfilm. And Piff, of course, is immediately like, oh, my God, we need to call the police and report this. (laughs) What? He's like, yeah, let's check into the hotel and then call the police to report this microfilm. (laughs) Is microfilm illegal? in this world not to my knowledge i don't know i guess he's just like wow someone lost something we need to call the cops so that they know where to find it so they get the reward money because they're tight on cash (laughs) there's no other reason biff would call the cops and interact with them so fucking good of a point such a good point Uh and yeah in that day and age they're like whoa microfilm like this person's got to have some money or like this is obviously important information like you don't just carry this around yeah Yeah. uh fifty thousand dollars (laughs) please for the return like which back then was probably a lot more but still right they're just assuming that there is indeed a a reward out probably pretty Hmm. quick such a good point because really this whole episode i'm just like mentally shitting on biff like what the fuck did like get i don't want to hear from you your first suggestion after finding a lost item was oh my god call the cops like yeah and we know biff here. but that's a very good point call the authorities but i think he's like all right there's a high chance that this gig doesn't work out we need some cash <laughs> Knowing our track record, something yeah, is going to interrupt. He's going to send gig. someone else in to the station to drop it off. Yes, yes, not Jabberjaw this time. 
No, no, um, no. And actually, and that is a very good segue because eventually they are able to get checked into their hotel room. But rather than actually going to the police station, they instead like, you know, they have a video chat with them. I guess that's that's probably their favorite way of communicating. Right. I guess the writers of the show weren't too far off. Like, actually, yeah, we'll be beyond time. video chatting in 50 years now. This is yeah. like... We'll this is the norm now. We'll be past it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, everyone, put, put on your goggles. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they video chat in with this police inspector who introduces himself as Inspector Neville and who essentially just looks like Joseph Stalin, but also has a very bad <laughs> Australian accent. Like, I'm, so, I'm so serious. As soon as I saw him, I was like, why is Joseph Stalin? the model here for these animators <laughs> interesting choice but okay there was one animator who was like a history major and it didn't work out so he was like maximus uh we're gonna draw this one like stalin <laughs> he was like i gotta put i'm gonna prove my parents wrong this was exactly. worth my degree <laughs> See, mom, dad, see, don't you get these references? You're like, what? <laughs> this is a show about a talking shark. <laughs> this show makes no sense. We're not proud of you. <laughs> I don't um, care how hard him. you try. <laughs> I'm proud of this animator and his history degree. Yes. Me too. Me too. It is amusing. I'm like, I don't know what the inspiration was. Well, I do, but I don't know what this Why? person's background was, why he went with the characters he went with, but he did. And you know what? I'm here for it. I'm enjoying it. You know what? Good for so him. So anyways, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So love that for him. <laughs> so who I also assume is a him. We're just here assuming a lot of stuff, but like, yeah, 1970s animation. <laughs> Love that for yeah. him. So uh, anyways, this Inspector Neville, he interestingly is already like kind of aware of the Neptunes. <laughs> it's funny because he says that he already knows about the microfilm and how their pet shark found it. But they're like, wait, you know about us? What's going on? And he says that it's because he's been, him and his uh, whole department have been keeping tabs on Dr. Chemo and Maximus for months now. But I think he's actually a raging fan of the Neptunes <laughs> and their music. <laughs> and is perhaps using this as an opportunity to like, get an autograph and maybe a picture for his daughter or something <laughs> we in this documentary that we think is being made about this dissolving band we cut to him as a talking head going through all of his neptune memory of memorabilia he's in like a room full of it like a record holder <laughs> world record yeah yeah he's like i've been their biggest fan for the longest time so this choice totally coincidental meeting wink 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 was you know a pretty big deal for me yeah yeah like i didn't pull any strings at all to get them that gig at the olympic village mm -mm. yeah i didn't know that this robot man was totally working with dr chemo so i had my robot shark ejectors run directly at him pushing jabberjaw into the path of the robot man so he could take the microfilm because <laughs> i knew you would come in and then introduce yourselves to me i mean thank you for your service to this country thank you we appreciate it so much. <laughs> so 
Yes, this this uh, police inspector who Fan has boy. been keeping tabs on Dr. Chemo and Maximus, which also it's funny because when he talks about them with uh, the Neptunes and Jabberjaw, like they don't know who that is. They've not been <laughs> yeah. introduced to these two villains before. So then he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. He, this guy has a really bad Australian accent, too. <laughs> I he's like, here yeah, they're photos. And he like puts their <laughs> also up on the screen yeah he clearly is a fanboy because he's like yeah let me just disclose this like information about this terrorist sect trying to infiltrate this this worldwide event to these teenagers and a shark like they don't at no point do the teenagers make it seem like they know what's on the microfilm like he didn't have to tell them what is on (laughs) yeah exactly they're like hey yo we found this can we give it back to like? Can we give can we it get to the you? reward? And he's he like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jabberjaw found that anyway. So it has the names of like thousands of secret <laughs> agents from this criminal organization. He's telling but, them all this so the Neptunes hang out more with him. You need our protection, right? <laughs> so the and that, that is a good point. Because I will say, it's maybe actually a good thing that he is telling them this because next, after, you know, showing them pictures of who Dr. Mac or Dr. Chemo and Maximus are and explaining how dangerous they are and what their goals are, he then explains like, uh, yeah, so by the way, you guys are like moving targets now since you have <laughs> this microfilm. So he is also telling them like how much danger they're in, which is good because mm. eh, I mean... I guess I would want to be warned of that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then, like like he said, as a side, they're going to want more police protection. So he's like running to go to their hotel. (laughs) Here. (laughs) I have your duplicate reservation. No reason. (laughs) I have both of your reservations. (laughs) I saw where Jabber dropped them. I mean, I mean, they were brought into the department after he dropped. Someone was also returning. You know what? I'm here. I'm here. It doesn't matter. I'm here now. (laughs) Isn't that what we all want? (laughs) After all, we've asked for. Yeah. Oh, man. So at this point, Biff is like, okay, well, we're going to bring the microphone over to you immediately. I forgot this is all on video. Okay. Yes, it is. It's video chat. But the inspector actually stops him. He's like, well, hold on. No, 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 no. Again, like I said before, you guys are pretty much moving targets. So you need and to like, like stay put. Not yeah. subtle targets because there's a 15 foot great white shark with them. Precisely. <laughs> the human, so yeah, like, maybe you can uh, blend in. You guys Jabber are fine. Job. Maybe. No. no and there's no way you're going to leave Jabberjaw behind. No. Yeah, so, exactly. Just... Yeah. So he tells them to just wait until midnight and then they will meet him at Pier 21, whatever that means, and they can turn over the microfilm. So in the Mm -hmm. meantime, the inspector advises the gang to just hide the microfilm in a very safe location and stay put. And Clamhead's like, one step ahead of you, dude, already on it. I hid the microfilm in a bottle of ketchup. Um in the fridge um and inspector neville is like okay good and then hangs up (laughs) okay good. (laughs) why the fuck would you hide something this important 
I guess maybe to their credit, they didn't know what it was before they hit it. But why would you is hide it, something that has to be given to someone else? Or not? First of all, you just checked into bottle? this hotel. You just checked into this hotel and you already have a bottle of ketchup in the fridge. You know, Clamhead is like bringing snacks with him everywhere. He is True. the shaggy. True. I, I will say he is. this is what Clamhead is bringing. True. He doesn't bring clothes. Or his yeah. bass guitar, but he brings a, a bunch of food. Correct. Um, yep. And so, yes, that, that's my first question. And my second is, yeah, why would you put something this important? Something that has yeah. to be returned to someone. whether Before you know what it is, you're still like, oh, I got to give this back to someone. Why would you put it at the bottom of a bottle? Right. Why would you ruin it? <laughs> like, and also imagine returning it to someone that's covered in ketchup. Here, you're welcome. Here you go. Uh, Reward, money, please. please. <laughs> money, please. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so what I didn't mention, though, is Jabberjaw actually was not participating in this video chat. The humans were really doing this. And Jabberjaw actually was in the kitchen because, as you <sighs> said, Clamhead is the shaggy. Jabberjaw is obviously the Scooby, who is pretty uh-huh. much equally, if not more, hungry than Shaggy always is. Mm-hmm. And so he's putting together this massive sandwich, and he's just kind of like humming and dancing around the kitchen, throwing this thing together. And of course, he tops it with just a loading heap of ketchup that he just globs right on top. And the microfilm, which, yes, covered in ketchup and was at the bottom of the ketchup bottle, falls right out and lands on the top of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Jabberjaw, he walks out to the others who are in the room, you know, just finishing up their video chat. And they all look at Jabberjaw and see his sandwich with the microfilm just plopped right on top. And they they try to stop him. Clamhead tries to stop him, but he's got this this darn stutter. He just like can't talk. And so Jabber is like, dude, while you're trying to get out whatever you're saying, I'm going to eat this shit. So he throws that whole sandwich one bite into his mouth and just swallows it. It's a safer spot. It is. To his credit, it is. Yeah, no one's going to get it now. No, no exactly. I don't, I don't. I don't know how long I should have looked it up, but this also seems like a very intricate fact. Like, how long does the <laughs> shark digest. digestive process work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how often do they poop? What's it going to look like on the yeah. other side? What, do what are we stomach working with acids here? of a shark dissolve microfilm? Microfilm. <laughs> Where's the study? I, on that? I feel like that might get us some CIA dings or something if that pops up in our, like, in our search history. Right. Does a shark stomach history. destroy evidence? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do I buy a shark? <laughs> um, so, yes, they see Jabberjaw eat this microfilm and they're all like, well, great. Okay, Jabberjaw, you just ate it. And he's like, I did? Oh, my God. I didn't I didn't even notice. Why did no one tell me that you put it in that bottle of ketchup? (laughs) Again, why would you put something in a bottle of ketchup? I blame this on Clamhead. I mostly blame this on Clamhead. For sure. So Shelly's like, okay, well, great. And this is very mean. Again, just got to spell it out because I really hate Shelly most of the time. (laughs) But she's like, oh, great. Now the dumb microfilm is in the dumb, dumb, dumb's dumb stomach. Wow. So she says how she really feels about Jabberjaw here. She hates the first one to quit this band. Yeah, we'll see. Although she's she's hungry for the fame, though, so I don't know. It's gonna be she's gonna wait for everyone 
else to quit so she can go full uh diana ross post supremes <laughs> which is her and her tambourine damn it her and her tambourine uh-huh. going solo so, career yeah we'll see how far she gets <laughs> so she probably does besides jabber jaw she probably does have the most star power though so she yes, might be okay sure. we'll see she might go into acting she'll do some beatless <laughs> movies or something like that yeah she's got that energy yeah so the gang then rushes Jabberjaw to the nearest hospital, which I assume they have one or some sort of medical oh. facility in the Olympic Village, I guess. Not a veterinarian so can... institute. <laughs> Damn, good point. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Vet, same thing, right? Yeah, they're the same much. Shit. Yeah, shark, human. What, what what's else? the difference? Which apparently the, the no. animators of the show do not know the difference. We'll get to that in a minute. So they rush Jabberjaw to this hospital and they're trying to stay incognito though because as the inspector warned them, they're moving targets. Everyone in this criminal organization is looking for them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So they do a classic genius 70s cartoon move. They plop a wig, a dress and some makeup on Jabberjaw and then parade him down the streets towards the hospital. And meanwhile robot man our evil robot he's met back up with maximus and dr chemo and he's told them that he lost the microfilm to a shark which maximus is pissed because he's like aren't you supposed to be like the greatest robot ever created and you lost it to a shark but then robot man he tries to like defend himself and he's like oh but 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 the shark is the pet of like these four teenagers though (laughs) which i'm like you're not not really helping your case Yeah. yeah He was like, I followed them into the Olympic Village, but I lost track of them. And so they all hop back into their aqua car or Mm. whatever, and they drive over to where Robot Man said he last saw them. And they kind of just sit there for a second, and Maximus is getting all dramatic and stuff like, wow, we're never going to get that microfilm back. Oh my God, Robot Man, you're the (laughs) worst, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Uh And like two seconds later... They just all turn and look and they see four teenagers walking a great white shark in a dress and a wig down the streets. (laughs) They all just like turn their heads at the same time and look out the car and they're like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Got it. Got it. We found them. Just kidding. And so, you know, Maximus, so he's he's pretty wise. And I will say the villains in the show so far have all been like pretty wise in the sense that they're like, we don't want to make a big public scene. So yeah. they just like follow them in the car, kind of like tailing them a little bit as they're as the gang, the Neptunes are walking to the hospital. And so once they get to the hospital, obviously they get out of their car and they follow them into the hospital uh-huh. and the gang is in there like checking Jabberjaw in very loudly and not secretly at all, like using his name, oh my giving God. all of this information out. Hilariously, Shelly's like, <laughs> Shelly's like, yeah, he's, his name's Jabberjaw. He's 10 years old. He weighs 1600 pounds. He's 15 <laughs> feet long. I'm like, dude, just like throw his fucking like social, social security there. number up there while, <laughs> while you were at it. And so the nurse, she leads Jabberjaw into an operation room and God. we then see two shady well because she explained they explained to him to the nurse what's going on like yeah he swallowed that's the other thing they straight up say like he swallowed microfilm with like the secret identity of foreign agents on it. you can probably guess who said that 
<laughs> God damn it, bubbles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well, let's take you to an operation room. And then these very, um, we'll just say shady looking doctors walk in with masks covering their entire faces. Great. But also, you know where this is going. I'm just going to say it. it's, obviously, it's obviously Maximus and Dr. Chemo. I was they like, do they sell are... their togas on? No. Thankfully, <laughs> they're in like full surgical. Oh my God. Okay. hilarious. That's what I was picturing. No, no, no. They put on the full like green scrubs and have like mm. masks on, but it's funny because Dr. Chemo's hair is still like sticking still out. Crazy. Under... <laughs> yeah. But it's hilarious because like they were right on their tails. Like these guys were in the lobby, like listening. They were like hiding behind a bush, like a fake bush in the lobby <laughs> as they were checking in Jabberdor. They practically rode the elevator up to the oh, floor of the, the hospital with the net to the OR. <laughs> Yeah. And like they followed them directly there. It was so easy for them. Anyways, mm -hmm. so the doctors, they're like, oh, yeah, so you must be the patient who swallowed the microfilm. Um, Just, you know, spitballing here, but it might be better if we actually perform the surgery in our lab because, you know, we have like specialized assistants and helpers at our lab so like want to leave come this on. hospital and come back to our lab never go to a second location that is like true crime 101 and oh my god just knocked my headphone out um and the fact <laughs> the fact that they call it a lab like never get surgery in a lab <laughs> right, not an operating room <laughs> a lab in a different location because they have help there as if the hospital isn't full of nurses. And exactly. And it's the fact that like they specifically did not say nurses. Like, I don't know if they said helpers. I think they maybe said assistants, but I'm like, okay, there's like a lot of red flags here. <laughs> is Jabberjot in there himself or is are the Neptunes in there too? So the whole gang is in there. The whole gang is good, in there. Yeah. Jabberjot is like, like, yes, very good that he has okay. some support here because Jabberjaw is not smart he's laying on an operating no. table and he's like oh your lab that's not he's not he's like that sounds like scary or something but not like going to the lab sounds scary he's like oh man I really messed up like <laughs> I have to go to their lab what a scary situation I've gotten myself oh no like, it's like oh yeah let me let's all right here we're going to their lab but meanwhile okay. Biff and like Clamhead are like whoa 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 no 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 okay like, good just do this here. Just do this now. Good, and good. they're like, we'll help you. Like, we're good helpers. Um, I was literally about to say, good, you need medical advocacy. And then it went out the window because then they offered themselves, which like. Not the nurses. Not. Honestly. Like. <laughs> you go ahead. Go first. Say, Biff is like, oh, I've done plenty of roadside surgery. this <laughs> Like drifting days, Tokyo drift days. He was like, no problem. Do you know how many times I've had to stitch people up? Like, <laughs> go ahead, cut cut him open. It'll be easy. This is an easy yeah. one. He's a shark. <laughs> they like regenerate a little bit, don't they? Kind of. Yeah, it doesn't Maybe. matter. I got it. I got it. It doesn't matter. Well, he won't need to regenerate because it'll be fine. This scalpel is way too clean. Someone give me a, a pocket knife. <laughs> Yeah, something with a little rust on it. 
maybe a little <laughs> gas from a little spillage that happened. A little mm-hmm. dirt. Mm-hmm. It'll help sterilize it just a little <laughs> bit. Um, and the reason why Biff is going to have to do this, I speculate, is because, yeah, honestly, the nurses are probably, like, frantic outside. Like, it's the Olympics. There's a lot of people in yeah. town. But also, a lot of people are in for, like, broken ankles and, like, wrists and stuff and toes because they just... A lot of people are reporting being chased down the streets by some giant great white shark that was just <laughs> asking for directions. <laughs> this like, old sweet lady broke like, her hip. At three p between the hours of three and six p.m. this day, we just had a huge influx in breaks and sprains and <laughs> trauma. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Attack. half the nurses are like wheeling people into like the ER and the other half are like calling the authorities to report like a wild assailant. Yeah, exactly. He's here. And then <laughs> yeah. The final intake nurse is like trying to get in touch with like the authorities slash FBI to be like, someone came in saying that they have evidence of a terrorist attack in their stomach. Could you send a professional in? <laughs> there's like they're yeah they're being spread so thin we already have a nursing shortage this is not why we went to nursing school (laughs) we've been dealing with the authorities all day (laughs) um yes so anyway the hospital staff they are strapped so that is why the gang has to jump in and tell these Mm -hmm. already fake doctors they can't even get real doctors in here (laughs) They just saw someone in scrubs and assumed they were doctors. Exactly. And so, yes, the doctors are like, fine, doctors are like, fine, fine. We want to get the microfilm out as quickly as you do. So, like, let's go. They whip out this, like, camera recording device that's also, it's like a, I I don't want to say it's edible, but it's small enough that Jabberjaw can eat it. swallow it. Yeah, I mean, they have cameras that they stick down your throat and stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is like a little, it's just like a ball, though. It's not like attached to a thing. So they just like throw that shit in Jabber's mouth and he swallows it. And then they whip out this like whole like TV screen and like a remote control and they Uh can control how the camera goes through him. And they're like watching it on TV. Uh-huh. And so we get a remote control view, essentially, of the so insides good. of Jabberjaw. It's like and an old lady arms. <laughs> and a purse. <laughs> the reservation. The hotel reservation. Someone from the baggage claim earlier that day. Yeah. A bunch of suitcases. Like, all types of stuff. But they didn't pack me a snack. I needed to eat something, Um, which, I mean, it is funny, though, because we do see a bunch of stuff like a tire and chains and a radio and like a license plate, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. We got to eat someone's car with them in it. With them in it. Oops. Uh, Like, wait, how did that happen? Anyways, whatever. He's a great white shark. So it also, it's hilarious because it kind of goes back to something I mentioned earlier that like. Yeah, these animators don't know the difference between a shark and a human because at this point and like at other various points throughout the hospital later in in this scene, we see like x-rays and the insides of Jabber, obviously. And he's got like a rib cage, like like he's got this whole like... He's got like various <laughs> organs. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously sharks have some organs and stuff, but like they, it looks like a human liver and like... 
like I said, a rib cage, like a spinal cord at one point. Like, I don't know. They were like, it's 1976. We don't have Google images. We'd have to go to the library, get an encyclopedia, call a marine biologist. We spent all of our budget on the music, so we can't afford a cab or parking to get to the library. So we're just going to have to roll with what we can guess. Yeah, just wing it here. Anyway, so seeing that they're not really finding this microfilm anywhere in Jabberjaw, Shelly like yanks the controller out of the doctor's hand and is like let me do it like implying like i know this guy's insides better than anyone like i know how to drive this tiny medical device yeah i'll find it i won't do any internal organ damage slamming it around in there oh no which is exactly what she does (laughs) oh no my this thing is flying all throughout Jabberjaw, slamming into oh, organs and like oh bones God. that shouldn't be in there in the first place. So maybe, maybe <laughs> these are people he's eaten and somehow they've just like <laughs> the bones have like formed into him. Um, you just swallowed but no, like Exactly. He's, it's someone that he just swallowed whole like two minutes ago. So they're still, the they nurse. haven't like broken down yet. <laughs> <laughs> when he when she uh started calling the police he was like no no no, they can't know we're here and so she he just ate her yeah he was like trust no one yeah. their name could be on this list biff told me not to trust the cops anyways oh add that to the nurse shortage <laughs> this is right, like that's the also one jabbers since they got to the hospital <laughs> Yeah, that's why none of the nurses are going in there or doctors because they're like, we need a SWAT team. <laughs> Bring the tranquilizer. There's <laughs> a man-eating shark in there. And meanwhile, the human, like the Neptunes, they're fine with it because they're like, yeah, he's not eating us. <laughs> as long as they <laughs> as long as they eat someone else. <laughs> These are the blood sacrifices for our own safety. <laughs> you know what good for them good for them <laughs> love that for them <laughs> um so yeah the uh shelly does not know how to use this oh, yeah. <laughs> she's steering it all throughout Jabberjaw, and even though it's not like it's not killing him, but it is tickling him very much. And so he starts like hopping all over the place and making a mess in the uh, operation room. And I guess like the camera thing like shorts out or whatever. So they, they just turn it off. They're like, yeah, this isn't working. And Shelly just like turns off the TV. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I guess we can give up. And so that's at this it. point, like, oh, well, that's it. And so at this point, the teens turn and look over and they see the doctors have taken off their masks and they are now exposing themselves to be mm-hmm. Maximus and Dr. Chemo. And thank God for Inspector Neville, who showed them the pictures <laughs> of these villains. So they're like, oh, my God, that's the, those are those we are the guys that Inspector Neville who showed us like Robin. <laughs> hey god hi well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> i still can't get over that from the first episode um 
Anyways, so a classic animated 70s chase ensues around Uh this hospital where they literally just like wreck this place. (laughs) (laughs) All the nurses see them coming down the hall and they're like wheeling patients into side rooms and slamming the door. Like locking the door. (laughs) There's like alarms going off. All the, the lights have gone to arrive, but they like see Jabber at full force, like swimming down this hallway and just like disperse. <laughs> like protect the patients first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this chase is going on. Hospitals getting wrecked. Like they're just going <laughs> in and out of all sorts of rooms, like knocking shit over. Oh my god! Fucking with the elevators, like probably breaking the elevators. Absolutely. Hopefully, there's not. Yeah, hopefully no one, you know, in a wheelchair needs one of those anytime soon in this hospital. (laughs) Right, nurses are having to, like, carry people down the stairs to, like, get them out of the back door to safety. (laughs) And it's like an international crisis because people from all over the world are here right now. The sirens are still going off. They're like dodging SWAT agents, like <laughs> running up the stairs as they're carrying this old patient down the stairs. And yeah, like, SWAT I'm five ready. days away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so close. Oh no. But yeah, this chase. It eventually ends, you know, the kids are able to get away from these villains. I think they like trap them on an elevator and send them up while they've been run off and then go down. So, you know, classic whatever mix up. And apparently this chase was really drawn out because as soon as they leave the hospital and get away from, you know, Maximus and all of them, they're like, oh, my God, we have to go meet Inspector Neville. Like, guess we're just going to have to, like, cut you up and right in front of him, Jabber, John, and get this microfilm out. Since we never got it out. So they just like run over to the pier again, very loudly, not at all sneaking around. Uh-huh. And they meet up with Inspector Neville and he asks for the microfilm, obviously. And Clamhead is the bearer of bad news. <laughs> like, <clears throat> look, Inspector, how much time do you have? <laughs> look, you said a safe place. Yeah. It's pretty safe. <laughs> Like, we can get this thing back to you. It's very safe now. Like, we can get this thing back to you. Like, how long do you think, Jabber? How long is it going to (laughs) take? You drink some coffee, get some prunes. Like, spoon them some laxatives. Like, (laughs) here, Jabber. Open up. (laughs) And Inspector Neville is like, well, you know what? No, 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 no. Just hold on to it, please. (laughs) But it is still possible for you guys to help me catch Mac- Maximus and Dr. Chemo and Mr. Z. But he warns them that the mission will be dangerous. So Jabberjaw's like, hell yes, danger. It's my middle name. Let's go. Tell me what I got to do. Uh-huh. And Inspector Neville is like, okay, all you have to do is enter into the underwater <laughs> obstacle race. Because the only thing that can possibly beat Robot Man at this competition is a great white shark. Exactly. And so he's like, if you can win the race, then you'll be able to make contact with Mr. Z. And then we can either, you know, trick him and arrest him or like neutralize him, a.k.a. uh, kill him. So (laughs) Neville is like, all right, Jabber, just win by any means possible. 
we'll arrest this guy. Go on, do your thing. And he's like calling him like secret agent Jabber and stuff like that, which obviously exactly is going to Jabber's head quite a bit. Um, And so- yeah. A few quick comments and questions. One, <laughs> under what country is everyone entering the Olympics? Both this robot and Jabberjaw. Who is their representation? Do you want, do you want to... Here's what I suggest you do. Answer all your questions and then I'm going to give like a paragraph response because I don't know if I want to answer them in the right order. <laughs> okay. So, well, so, it, okay. What country... Or are these rhetorical... <laughs> no, 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 that one I would love an answer for. The next one okay. is less of a question, not a question at all, more of a comment that I imagine this pier scene, the inspector has, you know, like his um, radio on him the whole time, and we just hear, mm-hmm. hospital, all windows secure, <laughs> 1,600 pounds, 15 foot, name, Jabberjaw, <laughs> out, backup generator, gone on. Like huh. they hear the raid going on in the hospital, and the inspector loves the Neptune so much that he just turns it off. <laughs> I yeah. can't listen. Yeah, he's I can't like, listen. No, don't worry about that, guys. You're the yeah. only ones I want to hear on the radio. I mean, welcome, secret agent Jabber. <laughs> Thank you for your help, Agent Jabba. Oh, yeah, just horrible Australian accent. Anyways, okay. So, any, what were, it. any other questions? Okay, no, I so, mean, yes, but no. So here's the thing about these Olympics, which we're going to see in just a minute. I don't okay. think anyone belongs to a country. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Something horrible must have happened on planet Earth. Again, that nuclear war that happened... They still have cities and governments, but... Right, but, like, nations don't really exist. Although, I guess, I think they call Australia a country in this, but, like... To each their own. You don't see flags anywhere. To each their own. It's... Okay. I don't know, when you were in grade school, if you had, like, um, a field day... Yeah. Or it's almost, it was almost like spirit week when we were in high school where there's just oh, like no. various events and like, yeah, you can win some of them, oh, but it's no. like the same yeah. person can, can, can compete in multiple events where like, <laughs> it's not like you go there to be a track star. It's like, you're going there to like, oh, I got to win everything. Like I'm going to win the high hurdles. I'm going to win huh. the First of all, remember the the grand event of this whole thing is the underwater obstacle, obstacle course. course. Okay, that's not a sport. <laughs> I was that was my when you first said that I was like, "What is that?" But I was like, "She'll explain it later, probably." No, it's it's that. I mean, I, I guess I will a little bit in just a second, but yeah. So these Olympics don't make sense, like from okay. the jump. So you ask okay. what country they're representing? None. Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't even know how they were able to get in. Like, you went, you get in the Olympics by trial. So, also, that's apparently not how these ones work. You yeah, sign up to be like, in these Olympics. You don't like compete in lower tournaments to com- to qualify. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's some kids. It's like it's like thinking that doing that qualifies you for the New York <laughs> Marathon. <laughs> You like show up at the New York Marathon, like asking for your big bib number. <laughs> and they're like, um, we don't see you on the list. Like, but I but I did the turkey <laughs> trot. <laughs> yeah. I did the 5K. Yeah. 
Good. Exactly. So I think that's that's probably where they got their inspiration for the Olympics in the year 2076. So like, we got to get more people involved. We need more global unity after the event <laughs> that happened. Whatever. <laughs> Just fuck it. You did the turkey trot. Let them in. You're in the Olympics. In. Or I guess for Jabber Draw, they're like, yes, you can sign up, Great White Shark, who's standing over Please me. Please don't eat me. Yeah. Here's your bid. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So naturally, the gang, after learning that Jabberjaw is now going to compete in the Olympics, particularly in the the biggest event in the Olympics, but whatever, in the Olympics in general, they do what one would or what a group would normally do, you know, in the days leading up to a big um, Mm -hmm. sporting event, especially at like the highest level of sports in the world. They play their gig at the Olympic (laughs) Village. Biff is like, we got we haven't actually paid for a hotel yet we got to sometime <laughs> we didn't get a, a reward for this stupid ass microfilm <laughs> is there only <laughs> other way yeah they're like so um guys i only actually was able to afford the first night in the hotel because i was thinking <laughs> that, that we're after the gig we would get paid enough to <laughs> stay another day or two so we can't miss this gig, <laughs> gig. and they also <laughs> are like look jabber jack it's what what they were looking for in the hospital was a shark with a wig on but now at the game, you don't have a wig on. So they're not going to know it was you. We can be in public. It's fine. We're not being looked after by some super villains. I should have mentioned that pretty quickly on after putting, like, the wig fell off shortly after they put it on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figured, well, but. So, yeah. they, so they really just saw Jabberjaw in a dress with lipstick. <laughs> Good, 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 good. And it's funny that you say that because while they're playing this gig, which also props to them and props to Biff for landing this gig, it's like in a massive arena with a packed crowd and pe- like it's huge. I mean, it's again, they were a big band. They're big, we which think. confirms too that the, the inspector is obsessed. The inspector is <laughs> like front row. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we see his radio is turned <laughs> off still, where it's like, we still have not apprehended. We've searched every nook and cranny of this hospital. <laughs> Some of the ventilators are going out. The generator's failing. Turns that thing off. <laughs> He yeah. has on like a like a jabberjaw hat or something, or like he's like <laughs> in a costume. <laughs> Like a full sparkly, like shark head. He's got a sign. But unfortunately, I don't think he's in the front row because who we do see in the front row instead are Maximus, Dr. Chemo, and Robot Man literally sitting okay. right up front, just like staring right at the band. And this That's actually terrifying. freaks all of them out. It is terrifying. Right. Because they're like, shit, they see us, they know we're here. And so literally mid-song, mid-set, they just like stop playing and run on stage. (laughs) Biff is probably pissed, but like, this is a calculated decision. He's like, we could get killed right now. Or like, we could maybe, like, we'll just say we all got sick. And maybe like, we'll still get paid for like the two songs we already played. After, (laughs) like, we've mentioned that they can never keep like a booking agent because Jabberjaw eats them all. That like Biff always (laughs) has to do it. And he kind of fucks it up most of the time, but Biff's read enough contracts to know that they can get half pay 
for half exactly. a show play. Half performance. Exactly. Yeah. It's partial, partial performance. I partially performed on the contract. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, that's good enough. You can get us yeah. half a night more. Right. We'll just, we'll just give whatever they say. You'll get half a night more. <laughs> They have to we'll check out. They have to check out at like three in the morning. <laughs> it's like say no more, worth it. Like, that hey, rock and roll lifestyle, can... baby. Exactly. Exactly. They like hitchhike <laughs> to the bus stage. <laughs> Yo, Biff's like half pay will get us a bus to get out of here. We don't need our hotel. <laughs> oh man. This poor band, they're, they're <laughs> down and out. Um, so, yeah, they run off stage halfway through their set. But, like, Dr. Kimo and all of them just get up and run after them. So, like, no, everyone in the audience sees this. No one questions it. They just see these super villains, like, get up and run after <laughs> them together. on stage. But then it like switches. I don't know. I guess it goes to like the next day where the Olympic ceremony is actually kicking off. It's hard okay. to keep track of this whole episode, like the timeline. Yeah. I don't know how long they've been here. The Olympics usually go on for almost a month, right? It's like two and a half, yeah. three weeks or something like that. I don't know. Have they already started? Is this the opening ceremony? We don't know. We don't know. Quite <laughs> so um, the events, though, they kick off. Like we see... And somehow Jabber and Clamhead, like we see them, they're all able to get on the field, right? This is like mm. the track and field sort of events. They're just standing there watching like, wow, this right. is great, guys. I guess because they're competing in a later event in yeah, the so underwater the competition, yeah. they get floor access, right? But just as they think everything's awesome, things are going fine, they see, of course, Maximus, Dr. Chemo, and Robot Man also just like walk out onto the field and like I mean they're part of the event too. Exactly. Like, well, damn, we thought we escaped them. I guess Robot Man <laughs> is competing too. That's right. So at this point, Jabber and Clam Head, they're scared. So they start running as soon as they see all these villains on the field. And as I said, these are the track and field events that are starting. And the first right. race is the high hurdle. So Jabber and Clam had just run in the running race. <laughs> they just run the high hurdles. And they win. <laughs> Jabber had wins, which I would be oh my God. if I were one of the other athletes. Yeah. Like, he's not even entered, but he wins. And they're like, okay, well uh he's not going go to go the the announcer is like okay well he's running so fast so that he's not stopping for his medal he's actually running into the next race so like they fully acknowledge him as a member of this race and as the winner also like if he would have gotten his medal they could have stopped the entire plot right then true well no Presumably. because that's not the race because dr z or mr is z only is giving the medal for that one only for that race oh it wow they hired the metal handlers per event I suppose. And they don't okay. do background screenings on them at all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Per event. Yeah. It's busy work. It's busy work. You know, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> be lot of events at your, exactly. So yes, they run directly out of the high hurdles race and into the next event, which again, these Olympics make no sense whatsoever. And the next event is the freaking toboggans, Grace. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so they hop on a toboggan. Perfect and of summer course, event. Me. Perfect for summer underwater Olympics. <laughs> underwater, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Robot Man, he's still following them. So he also hops in a toboggan okay. and they're racing on this course and he catches up with them. And eventually Jabber and Clamhead, they like crash their toboggan off of the course and mm. they're able to run away. But they run to an ice skating rink because the next event is, you guessed it, ice skating. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they run into the locker room and put on some ice skates and Jabber <laughs> also puts on a nice tutu. Husbands. Um, uh, no, no. Jabber actually looks really weird in this scene, if I remember. he's The tutu's like around his waist, I guess. Yeah. And he's, he's got skates on, but like his tail fins are his feet. Yeah, yeah, like his legs and his feet. So he just looks really weird because his legs are like so little, but then the rest of his body (laughs) is so long. Yeah, the like center of gravity there would not actually work out (laughs) at all. It wouldn't work. And maybe that's why the audience is cheering even more because somehow him and Clamhead are actually doing a really good job. They're like like dancing as a couple. Yeah, they're figure skating. And the audience is loving it. But then Robot Man appears. Just picturing like Blades of Glory. (laughs) like that film there is less pizzazz i will say it's pretty basic moves they're doing here but like jabber and clam had walked so that blades of glory could (laughs) run skate skate (laughs) okay great great great. (laughs) so robot man of course though he sees them he follows them to the ice rink and onto the ice rink and he's Mm. chasing them around and clamhead and jabber decide to do one of their like classic moves where they twirl jabber around to like tornado him i don't know towards the robot whatever but the twirling move like cuts a hole through the ice (laughs) and then like ruins the ice skating rink and the event for everyone else and so then the audience like starts booing good honestly good correct good i'd be pissed yes correct and now like it gives uh robot man a chance to go and like regroup and stuff because again like i said for maximus and dr chemo were like okay no no, no, too much attention like back down back down we got to stay in the shadows a little bit so then like robot man runs away and the three of them like regroup and also because up next is the main event, the Underwater okay. Olympics. And, of course, Robot Man is competing, so he's like, fuck, gotta get out of here, gotta get to the starting line. Get some electrolytes. Exactly. <laughs> and so Jabber, also competing in this competition, he runs over and joins at the starting line, knowing that he still has to win by any means necessary to keep okay. Mr. Z from making contact with um robot man and our other villains our other baddies Mm -hmm. so all the competitors they're taking their places and they dive on in getting this grand event of the olympics this (laughs) underwater obstacle course at the underwater olympics Mm -hmm. started which also what would that be like you're already underwater I'm guessing you're living in one of these domes, you Uh know, Oyster Aurelia is under one of these domes, (laughs) but they have an underwater event. Like, do they? Oh, they don't go into the open ocean for it? Well, they, they do, but, well, no, no, it's weird. I mean, they're in the ocean, but it's not like you see them like on a beach or something, like a beach in the background. They're not like 
up at the top. They're so under, oh. it's underwater, but it's right. like, so it's like redundant. <laughs> Like exactly. Under the water. That's exactly what I'm trying to get at. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> I, I sound like an idiot describing it because it doesn't make sense. Because no, it, I get it now. Like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> overly redundant. So, so in other words, it's an obstacle course. <laughs> it's just an obstacle <laughs> course. It's just a normal obstacle course for this world. <laughs> yes, for this world. But it. also, but it's also concerning because. You know, so our focus is mostly on the robot and Jabberjaw, right? And we're like, okay, yeah, sure. The robots don't breathe. I guess this one doesn't have to worry about rusting or like water fucking up its systems. And Jabberjaw's a shark. So like, cool, they're underwater. There are humans in this competition. They just like free dive into this. They're not in they free dive. In... No. Okay. They're not like, That's they like... jump in and they're swimming. That would be way more impressive to watch the humans yeah. free dive. And I like, know, I understand like, now why this would be the biggest event of just like an obstacle yeah. course, but like, it's like fucking Harry Potter. It's like fucking yeah. Goblet of Fire type exactly. shit, right? Like, <laughs> but like a like, shark and a robot, I'm not sure, impressed. Cool. And no. again, how did you guys enter? As non-humans. Exactly. Like, these other competitors probably don't even know that the robot and the shark are in this race because they're like, yeah, we've been studying our competition. They're nowhere on this list. Like, I don't know who you are. They're probably terrified seeing both of them, but especially Jabber in the water swimming by them. They're like, is that (laughs) part of this one of the obstacles that we will be chased by a great white shark? Okay, I I guess. In the rules. Yeah. (laughs) um so anyway yeah concerning that like these humans are also here underwater like but yes also would be way more exciting to see yeah um so anyways it doesn't matter though we don't see it because this robot and this great white shark pull ahead of the rest of the racers in literally like one second (laughs) literally one flap of jabberjaw's tail and he's like gone the second like you see all of these people in Jabberjaw and the robot dive in and like the very next like clip is just like them like taking off and the rest of the people just like normal speed like, holding their breath trying like, their already best. dying probably <laughs> yeah. oh no so Jabber obviously being a shark he starts to pull away from robot man but Robot Man, again, he knows he's got to win by any means necessary. So he just like finds a rope that's connected to an anchor and like lassos Jabber's tail. Okay. And, like, pulls him back. And this is on TV, by the way. Like all <laughs> of this, this very televised event, like all of this can be viewed not just by the audience on a Jumbotron in the stadium, Wait, but, but like, I assume all over the, the world. world. <laughs> so, like he's clearly cheating in the open yeah. i mean i guess he's already okay. a robot so he's like i already am cheating by being I'm already cheating race. as is jabber being a shark like yeah, and like no one stopped us yet so no. so we might, might as well, keep as well going. lean into it yeah, yeah. But Jabber, he's able to cut himself free from this lasso and then he speeds back into the race where the next portion consists of the pipe obstacle, which literally just looks like the freaking like the tubes in like a hamster cage. Or <laughs> of course, I of had course to get your there. episode has a of hamster course. or a freaking gerbil in it. I'm going to try to make the reference anytime possible. <laughs> it's a lot. It's been so many times. You can probably put a compilation over together. 
Yeah, and it has been a long time. Hamster yeah. talk with Alexis. <laughs> yeah, this is my hamster talk. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to get that trademark. Um, so, yeah, in this hamster gerbil type of obstacle portion of the race, the robot Gosh. man just takes one of these tubes and, like, redirects it. And have a trail. Direction. That's what it's called. Have a trail. Thank you. How could I forget? Oh my god. <laughs> um. It, again, I'm rusty. It's been a while. That's I want to forget again. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So then this confuses Jabberjaw. Though he's like, "Oh, I just got to follow the little tube," and he gets lost because it's been redirected. Again, mm. all of this is showing up on the jumbotron, and the announcers are like play calling it. So when he says, "Like, oh no, the shark's going the wrong way." After seeing that the robot cheated and moved the way that he was going, Shelly responds like, oh, that dumb dumb." <laughs> Sorry, I have to just, anytime Shelly says something really mean, I have to throw it in my script because I just have to prove how terrible she is of, of a person, even though she does get a lot of shit from Jabberjaw too. But like um, in that moment, he's really taking it in this for moment. the team. Exactly. And it's clear, you all just saw this robot cheat. And you're calling Jabberjaw the dum-dum for not knowing. Anyway, whatever. So at this point, though, Jabberjaw, he realizes that he was tricked. And so he's like super pissed off. He knows that the robot now is like just out to get him. Well, he knew before, but now he's like, all right, this dude, I'm done with his antics. He's like super cheating. And like, I'm not messing with this. I'm not messing around with this anymore. So he swims back into the race at absolute full speed and just like Mm. flies past the robot man to which I'm like, why weren't you just doing that the whole time? You could have finished this race like five hours ago. (laughs) Also, I'm like, why don't you just bust out of the habit trail? You're a great white shark. Just ran also that also get out. (laughs) How did you even fit in the habit trail? This was like made for humans, but whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, he busts, he flies past the robot man and he's like, he he wins the race. Symbol of oh, that. And I guess it's like the <laughs> easy done. And I guess so since he won the high hurdles too, and this is like the biggest event of the Olympics here, he essentially won the 2076 underwater Olympics, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, all right. Why not? There don't appear to be rules to this thing anyway. So <laughs> also I'm well just now thinking like even if the robot had won, is there not a second place medal or is that given by a different, like there's an individual medal giver for each medal, by not just each, each event? One. That's how I assume this is happening. Okay. Each event has a medal giver for each medal. Each medal. It's like you thousands people of people who've been employed. This is how uh, Australia's economy is booming. Everyone has a job. Literally. Yeah, everyone. It's like, get in on these Olympics, man. It's good for you. <laughs> cool. So at this point, the gang and the inspector, they're like keeping their eyes out for Mr. Z while Jabber is making his way to the podium to get his gold medal. Uh-huh. And of course, the man carrying the gold medal, he congratulates Jabber as the secret agent and he places the medal around his neck and he's like, that shark costume is an excellent disguise. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay yeah sure excellent skies and i guess excellent way like this person was really trying to get in the mindset to win okay this is a winning mentality they're like if i dress as a great white shark there's no way off fail a great white shark yes a method athlete a method secret agent yes and so this guy he tells jabber that he is indeed mr z 
And he asks Jabber to hand over the microfilm. And Jabber's excited. He's like, fuck yeah, we got you. We got you. This is Mr. Z. And so he grabs him and is like yelling like for uh, Inspector Neville and the gang to come over. Again, not at all quiet or sneaky. Uh-uh. And obviously giving away that he is not the secret agent that Mr. Z thought he was. Uh-huh. So Mr. Z is able to like sneak out of his arms and like oh my get God. away before the police and the gang catch up to God Jabber. damn it. Yeah. So meanwhile, Maximus, Dr. Chemo and Robot Man, they see this going down and they're like, fuck, we're out. Let's go. So they also make a <laughs> So they also make a run for oh it, seeing that this entire plan failed. So it's I know failed. you had hope at the beginning, <laughs> but yep. no, it's yep. failed. This was never yep. going to work anyways, <laughs> but in this universe, it was never Even... destined to happen. Yep. Yep. So those three, though, they then group up with Mr. Z and they all hop in a boat together. That's they couldn't like... just do that before. <laughs> Like they could have met him so many other places. I guess again, Mr. Z couldn't get off of work, right? He but now that like, he's like, he well, clearly I'm being fired now. Exactly. After that. Like, was it worth it? Was it worth yeah. it? They could have met you like at the door, at the exit, at your as soon lunch as you break. got off of your shift, at, on yeah. your lunch break, at your apartment, as soon as you got home. Yeah. Like anything. It could have worked. It could have worked, but they didn't want it to, I guess. <laughs> so they hop into this boat that's like still in the arena, by the way, because again like you dive in from the arena and i guess swim under and then out of the dome i guess that's how the obstacle course works you so know like anything you boat. say fine believe it all right you'll uh-huh. see when you see it you'll understand kind of i still don't really understand and i watched <laughs> this episode a few times so this boat though is in the arena in a body of water that is at the middle of the stadium or whatever and so they hop mm, in the boat thinking naturally. that they can leave even though they're still in a dome but they okay. try to boat away <laughs> I don't... and okay, jabber doll is like <laughs> interesting indeed indeed <laughs> shallow and pedantic <laughs> <laughs> indeed okay mm-hmm. so jabber jaw's like no 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 not on my watch so he jumps in the water after them and it, like, sends, it would be terrifying and it is because it sends like a massive wave over their boat and they you know crash it like flips over and capsizes and then jabber jaw is able to like circle around them and pretty much just like the authorities move in and arrest them and it's yeah. funny because i imagine sorry real quick let me sit i imagine that all of this is happening so because robot man and jabberjaw are so fast i imagine all of this is happening as the rest of the competitors are like just now getting <laughs> out of the water and like finishing unaware and seeing just like all this chaos and like terrorists People running around in. And the SWAT like, team coming in. Exactly. They're like just now realizing that Jabber and this robot both absolutely like cooked them in the race and like absolutely cheated though and shouldn't have even been qualified. And these people are like on death's bed after like free diving this underwater for like 10, course. 15 minutes for the course. <laughs> One of them is trained their whole lives. And he's popping out of the water like, I did it! Terrorists running around, Jabber wearing the gold medal. <laughs> Flying behind him. Jabber draws like ripping off the medal because it's giving him too much drag. 
<laughs> it cocks the person out and they fall back into the water. You see like the ship like capsizing and everything. <laughs> People like splashing and a great white shark like circling. <laughs> like you said, helicopters and like the SWAT moving so in. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I mean, that's basically how the episode ends. Like for the <laughs> most part, like the four villains all get arrested and Great. outside of the police station, the media is going crazy over Jabberjaw, the hero and everything and how much he saved the day. Who cares about the Olympics anyways? That's that's a stale story. Jabberjaw is the star of the day. And um, the inspector, he's super pleased with the kid's work, but wishes that at the end of the day, they still could have gotten the microfilm. It's still in Jabberjaw, I guess. <laughs> so Clamhead, Clamhead walks up to Jabberjaw. Oh no. Reaches in his mouth and is like, hey, Jabber, your filling is loose. Oh and my God. The filling out, which I'm like, what the fuck, Clamhead? <laughs> you know, you know what? Filling out, let alone a shark's. We've come up with backstories for a couple of these characters. And while I said, like, Biff had done, you know, a lot of, like, roadside surgeries, is Clamhead's backstory, like, an illegal surgeon? <laughs> like, a black market uh, surgeon? Like, an organ, an organ salesperson or something. Yeah, clearly <laughs> like done work. Coat in an alley. <laughs> Yeah. He's clearly done work on Jabberjaw multiple times, including his dentistry, oh, yeah. and is clearly doing it in the jankiest way possible. <laughs> so, like, that's how they found him originally, even for the band. It was like he was oh, off to surgery on one of them and, like, happened to, he warms up his fingers to do surgery by playing the bass. And they were like, You're pretty good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Biff's like, did you know I play the guitar? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wait a second, what? Huh. Interesting. And Clamhead's like, you know, my pet shark plays the drums. <laughs> Can we? Clamhead's um... like, yeah, I use my guitar strings all the time for stitches. For stitches, yeah. <laughs> so people have. Can we now add to our wild speculation um, the way that each member of the Neptunes, like their background that led them to this life is like secret agents moonlighting as a famous band, essentially. <laughs> like we already did Biff. He was essentially like a Fast and Furious style, like <laughs> undercover smuggler and like race driver. Uh, Clamhead was actually like the sur the secret surgeon for the mob. It's like how they <laughs> usually have like, a pet on call or something. And Clamhead <laughs> knows how to make it look like a surgery gone wrong. <laughs> God. <laughs> or he knows how to get you out of a tight situation, like by any means necessary. He's like, well, you know, I did the surgery on a horse one time. You're only I like, like uh, 153 to 300 pounds lighter. You know how Clamhead is like, I mean, he's got like a couple like, wow, we wow catchphrases, but like overall, he's like, <laughs> kind of really have a personality yeah, yeah he's kind of just there and it's because he's used to like 
you know, being in like the mob, like back rooms, just reading a book or something. And then all of a sudden the door getting kicked down, like seven mobsters <laughs> carrying like one of their like colleagues bodies, who's just been shot 16 times, like <laughs> wiping off the table of like, you know, whatever Clamhead was in the middle of doing and slamming him <laughs> down on the table. Clamhead just stands up and like immediately rolls up his sleeves, <laughs> like loosens, like turns his tie around, takes his tie off, and uses that as a, tur- as a tourniquet. <laughs> He's like, "All right, what happened today, guys? Where were you? <laughs> you don't need to know where we were. All you need to know is what kind of gun it was. <laughs> All you need to know is give us the bullets as you remove them." Yeah. We got to write names on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yep. that's, that's Clamhead's clam background. So all of this is to say, by the way, that's like the end of the episode. He pulls the, he he thinks it's a filling. It's actually the it's microfilm. Like... He gives it to the authorities. They save. Olympics Yay. over. And that's it. That's <laughs> the end. Um, yeah. So, all right. We've got the wild speculation for Clamhead and Biff down. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's in the future. Yep. I mean, we did already talk about Bubbles perhaps being like from a wealthy family. So maybe maybe her parents were like arts dealers or something, which is obviously like commonly used for like money laundering Laundry. and stuff yeah. like that. So they easily got caught up. She she was kidnapped by one of Biff's associates in a deal gone wrong. Well, what happened? I can't get rid of her. <laughs> they thought that they were going to be able to get like a bunch of ransom because her family was so rich. But it turned out the family was like, thank God. We've been trying to get rid of her. No, we don't care enough about her. <laughs> and so it was oh, like, yeah. yeah, just like one of these associates got like the wrong information that they thought like, oh, yeah, any kid. of the daughters of this rich family, there are two um you know make sure we get one and it was like this was the one the family didn't want yeah they're like oh you can keep her (laughs) yeah and that's why they're also again always hard on money is because the family's not giving her any cash anymore um no yeah yeah so cool cool nice but anyway that's the end maybe we'll be in the future that'll be a future episode thank you sorry it was a long one they all are i think all of our jabber drop episodes are going to be long because it's (laughs) i agree it's hard to explain what's going on and we just get sidetracked by the ridiculousness of what is going on so yeah we can't help it sticking with us great work great job thank you thank you Um, bonkers as usual Yes, but uh, I'm excited to hear your probably equally as truly bonkers episode next week. Oh, yes. Um, and then a little reminder to those listening and watching that after next week, we're doing a little special episode. Yes, we so, are. You know, enjoy these, uh, the next episode of Jabberjaw. And then we're going to take a break from that just for a week. And then we'll hop back on board with yep. our regularly scheduled programming. But oh, until Jabberjaw. then... <laughs> Of Jabberjaw, exactly. Not mm-hmm. of whatever other arc we're going to be doing after yes. that. That's for another day. So until then, though, Grace, who should they tell about this podcast slash podcast? Um, I think you should tell your favorite Olympian. Mm, Let them know nice. on, you know, reach out to whatever, to, on to them on whatever social media. Simone Biles, Sean White, Michelle Kwan. <laughs> I don't know who else? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yeah. These are the only yeah. Olympians I know off the top of my head. Said Simone Biles already. Damn it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's one. No. 
Gabby Douglas. Sean someone Ono. Someone. Oh, oh, yo, no. I was going to say Yoko Ono. <laughs> That's not right. She's not an Olympian. No, not even close. Uh, yeah, there's some. Yeah, there are people out there who are like obsessed. I actually used to be really obsessed with the Olympics when we were in like I, junior I high and them. high school. And I have, I don't even think I watched them when they were in the last ones. I guess they were postponed to COVID. But I don't, yeah. I don't think I watched a single part of them. Actually, that was probably the first time ever. Just crazy. Yeah, I do love watching. But they're in Paris this summer, so yeah, no, I think I will great. watch them this year. Great. I'll try. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so tell? you should tell um, whatever the offici- officiating entity or arm of the Olympics is. Whoever like <laughs> trains the referees and like the <laughs> the medal distributors and does like the doping testing and all of that. Tell people affiliated with them was, because <laughs> this episode honestly made them look like bums and chumps. <laughs> I was about to say this episode is an insult. It's like an international like organization that runs the Olympics. Yeah, I know. Like oh, I imagine that they're all just like flying around in an office that's on fire, like not knowing <laughs> what they're doing based on this episode of Jabber Jaw. Yeah. So try to clear up the rep with them and uh, let yeah. them know that this episode is pretty much defaming them as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's my legal opinion. So yes. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Your unofficial, time, not legal opinion at all. Exactly. Yes. It's not legal advice. It's just my personal oh, okay. legal great, opinion great, great, that great. no one can, no one can pay for. So, Perfect. Yeah. Great. Anyways. Well, um, <laughs> we'll see y'all next week then. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmorneMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.